whether you're a guy in a cape or a rogue who's sneaky. Well, you got to tune in. Somebody's got to entertain the geeky. Guys, what's going on? Your buddy Chris here. Holy shit. We are fucking years into the show. We've not recorded anything in months here. And uh, I guess a little over... Around a year or so ago, we got a, uh, like this, there was a rumor floating around, like some some talk that we were going to be getting a lock and key TV series, which we've been asking for on the show for forever. And the lovely folks at Netflix were going to be the ones bringing it to us. So um, it, it kind of like got lost. Like, no, I, I didn't hear anything about it for a while. Uh, nobody was really talking about it. And then all of a sudden, we get a movie poster in January, and it's like, or a, you know, poster, whatever. I guess it's not a movie poster, because it's not a movie, it's a series. So we get a poster, and it's just like, holy shit, it's going to happen. This is really happening. And then, then, not long after that, bloop, trailer. And they're like, dude, this is fucking February 7th. This happens. So here we are, February 10th, and it happened. And it was done well. It wasn't exactly like the comics, which, I mean, you have to expect because this is just one of those crazy things where, how could it be? How could it be? And I mean, they were trying to do something to make it a little more friendly for uh, general audiences and blah, blah, blah. But holy cow, fucking cool. Um, I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible. Uh, so just going off of the poster alone, we see that somebody has a key shoved in the back of their neck. Whatever could this mean? Creepy. And they keep this eerie but beautiful and magical thing going on throughout the entirety of the show. And it's just fucking baffling. Like, holy cow. Super sweet. So, um... If you have not already, go and watch Lock and Key on Netflix. It's super cool. And uh, fuck, what's happened? What's happened recently? So, me, Roger, Jason, we all have been doing a bunch of real life, and none of us have made this a priority like we should. Jason was doing the best at it for fucking months. He was the one posting uh, content on entertainthegeeky.com. And then, like, as soon as he would start to slow down, either Roger or myself would, like, be like, oh, shit, we should probably post something. So we would go and try to kind of fill that space. And it's really, it's fallen by the wayside um, over, just shit, over the past couple of years here. Like, it, it's such a weird thing. So, like, when, uh, when we started talking about doing this show, it was, it's been three or four years ago now. And, like, I knew... I knew I wanted to do a podcast about something for a little while, and I listened to uh, Kevin Smith podcast, and he was talking about just go and do it, just do it, do something. And it was actually it was when he was making Tusk on a podcast with his friends, and then he took this fucking podcast and made a movie out of it. So I was super inspired by this. So, um, you know, fucking. I'm like, I got to do something. So I start coming up with a thing, and it was going to be uh, Entertainment Geeky. Like, Entertainment Weekly was kind of my play on words there. Then through a little bit of digging and stuff, I found that it had to be Entertain the Geeky. So that's what we ended up with. And uh, I reached out to Roger, and I was like, dude, 
I want to do this. I think you'd be a really great person to do it with. Neither of us are really doing anything with, you know, with our hobbies or with this stuff that we love, this fucking nerdy shit. And uh, we did it. And we had a fucking really, really, really good run. Like, things started growing very quickly for us, and that was super amazing. Um, we got sponsored by fucking Slugfest Games, which is sick. Uh, had another sponsor in there who never paid us, but that's okay. Fuck you. Um, just all kinds of cool shit, man. And then we uh, we bring Jason on to do nerd news because we wanted to just do this fucking this thing, this entertain the geeky thing. Roger and I did. And Jason is fuck far better, far more uh, in the trenches, so to speak, than Roger and I were. So he starts heading up nerd news and like we have this really good thing going. We start playing in Dungeons and Dumbasses and we start doing EG games and we've got like all these fucking irons in the fire and we have uh, Matt and Jeff Craig working with us who were doing a super fantastic job with EG Games stuff, and I think, shit, I think there were a few things that kind of made this super difficult, and one of them was, uh, like, a few years back, my wife and I ran into some problems, and when we did, we, like, fought, 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 and then we were like, you know what, we are going to, she lost her job, and then shortly thereafter, like within a month or two, I lost my job. So like financially, we were kind of fucked. And we decided that uh, we would stay with my mom for a little bit. And we, you know, worked our shit out and we were all good. The wife and I, who, shit, we weren't even married at the time. So my longtime girlfriend, fiance, whatever the fuck you want to call her. And when I went down to my mom's, like I didn't, I started an online business. I got the Entertain the Geeky website up to a good spot and fucking Jason was just killing it with that and uh, we had like a posting schedule and all this stuff and Roger and I were meeting up relatively regularly and we did kind of let it fall behind a little bit but and then it just became something that we didn't really do and then I moved back up this way and we were like trying to get back in the swing of things and we just never really were able to but we you know got to do the dungeon crawl for the cure and some cool stuff like that before like we totally shit the bed and uh I started a show, fuck, about, it's been a little over a year ago now with Mike Brodeur called Who Wears the Pants, and we talk about relationships and that. Uh, Jason is working hard, being awesome. Roger, doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, fucking weird, man. And... I guess all of us have kind of like Jason's really really good about this. I guess they're involved in the hobby. Rob Roger runs some uh, some like D and D shit at a local hobby shop. So that I mean that's super cool. He gets his fix, and then Jason. I know he games, and I think he also. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact he reads the fuck out of some comics, which is wicked badass, dude. Like if. If you want to be excited about something, you fucking talk to that man right there. He will get you stoked about fucking comic book shit. But um, I recently started a D&D campaign with my wife and kids. And it's like their first time running through a campaign. It's my first time DMing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's my first time DMing. And it's been... It was It was hysterical. So, like, we go into do this thing, and uh, 
my wife was super reluctant. My kids got to see Dungeon Crawl for the Cure a couple of years ago, got to experience it a little bit, and thought it was really cool, but they didn't really get to play. So I'm like, yeah, I'll run a campaign for you guys. I buy the Stranger Things D&D box and never fucking start doing it with them. And I, I was like... I don't know, I think about fucking death all the time, which is bizarre, but I'm like, what if I die and I don't, like, do this shit with them? Like, that's not okay. So, I start planning out this campaign, and uh, Transformers miniatures coming out, Transformers deep cuts, or what the fuck ever they are, by WizKids, um, they were, like, a big inspirational piece in this for me. So, I start fucking getting the story put together in my brain with these Transformers minis, and I was like, fuck, dude. I gotta run these guys through a campaign, so before I die, because that's what a normal person thinks, right? So we sit down to go through our first uh, first session, and at the beginning, like with any new D and D player, like the getting into the role playing part was really rough on my kids and on the wife, and uh, she's like, "I fucking hate this. I don't want to do this," and I'm like, "Man." Just try it. Try it a little bit, okay? Like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be something that you use some crazy voice for or anything like that. But just try to, like, see what would make your character tick or think of what would make them tick. And then try to, try to do that. And, like, let's play that way. So at least lead the kids into where you think the story is going. That way they can. So we start to get into it. And, like, we, we start picking up some momentum. And they're they're still kind of awkward about it, but they're having fun with it. And then I bring an NPC into the game, and the NPC's like dancing and singing, and I'm up and I'm dancing and I'm singing and I'm excited and using weird voices and stuff. And uh, it, it, like then then my wife starts to kind of get into the role play too, and she's like talking to this character, but she was in character. And it was super cool. And what's crazy is she was going to do Dungeons and Dumbasses with us. And she was really scared of that just because there were going to be microphones. But when she started to get into it, like, she's like, oh, this is fucking cool. And she's having a good time. She's playing her character. The kids are playing their characters. Like, they're progressing through the story that we're making. And we get to basically the end of where I had, uh, well, not the end of the session that I had dreamed up, but... Um, got to a point to where we could stop, they were hungry, and uh, I didn't want to, if I was going to take them any further into the story that I had written out thus far, or, you know, just move forward at all, we would be going for an hour or more, and I didn't want to deal with fucking hungry, crabby people. So, we all are like, alright, you know, I'm we're gonna, we're going to call it, hey, we're going to be done here, because this is a nice little stopping point, let's put a bow in it. And, uh, my wife is still trying to role play to the kids at this point. And she looks at me and she's like, we're not, we're not done, are we? We're not done. And it was fucking awesome because that same person that didn't want to be doing it, uh, broke down their walls and got into it. And it was just fucking magical, man. Like to get to share that with them was something spectacular. And that's going to be our thing on Sundays now is we're going to play this together. And, uh, it's unreal, man. Like, it's unreal. Like, my kids are super cool. They've always, the kids are always going to be what they're into, what their parents are into. 
So they've always been into like this shit, you know, our shit, you dear listeners. Uh, that's all they, it's what they fucking know. It's the shit that I was into because, you know, my family was into it and, uh, my kids have been into the same shit, but they haven't got to really experience it yet. And part of it is, you know, they're 10 and seven. Well, they will be in a couple of days here within the week or two. Uh, but yeah, they're like 10 and seven. So they're like just at the age to where there's a lot that they can start doing. Like Christopher, my oldest has been playing games and shit. And that's been really cool. He's been doing that for a long time and he's got a good grasp of it. But like I he wasn't, I didn't think he was ready for fucking, you know, going through some kind of crazy role playing game. And I was wrong. Like I was super wrong and he's loving it. Now, Tyr, my younger son, he's struggling with it a little bit, and it's, I think it's just, it's so unstructured, so when you take a young mind like that and try to to get it to create its own order, it's it's struggling with that a little bit, so, you know, if any of you guys have fucking suggestions for ways that I could better do that, let me know, and I'll try to implement that in my game with my family, and uh, what the, what the fuck are you guys playing? Is anybody playing 5e? I mean, I know a bunch of you guys are. Um, who's playing Math Finder? What other what other RPGs are you guys playing? Let let me know or let us know. I'm sure fucking this is like a secret recording. I'm sitting in my kitchen at my kitchen table with a with a microphone. I'm like, meh, fuck it, let's just go. And uh, yeah, so I'm sure Roger and Jason will find out about this soon enough. I just wasn't gonna tell them. I was gonna post it and let them see it. And hopefully, you know, we can, if not, get some steam going, just have a little bit of fun with this here and there. Uh, yeah, this is it. The show's been crazy. So when it started, like we always tried to have guests on. And I'm sure you guys saw this, but we would have a lot of the same guests over and over and over again. And that was cool. Nothing wrong with it, I guess. But it was like, you know, so, 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 so. So we're doing this shit where we have uh same people over and over again, but we were fucking cooking food all the time. And we were drunk all the time. Roger and I were fucking we were train wrecks, man. Like uh we'd always refer to the episode with Blake. Like we were all getting fucking pretty wasty pants in that one. And seeing Blake drink a gallon of wine and you know let all of us know about the time he trained goats to go under pyramids was fucking magical. So much fun. Um, I won't bore you guys too much since it's just me sitting here talking. I just wanted to get on the mic, post something for you guys. I was stoked about lock and key. I was stoked to get to play some D and D. Uh, yeah, it's fucking dude. Life is good. I hope you guys are good and stay geeky. <laughs>